Welcome to the revolution, the clean eating revolution. It's time now for the Clean Food Network Show. Here's Lisa Davis. I have to say, I'm a very lucky gal because not too far from me, there is a farm where all the meat is organic and grass-fed. It's the only type of meat that I eat here. And they have some incredible spicy sausages that are, honest to goodness, at this point, my husband's favorite meal. So I thought, you know what? I need to learn to make these myself. So I am beyond thrilled to have Tanya Reinhardt. She's going to talk about her fantastic book, The Complete Art and Science of Sausage Making, 150 Homemade Recipes from Chorizo to Hot Dogs. Hello there, Tanya. Great to have you on. Well, thanks for having me. You know, I'd love to know what got you interested in sausage making. Okay. Well, first of all, um, being a dietitian, I, I like to dispel myths. And there's so many nutrition myths out there. And, of course, the idea that sausage is, I don't know, deadly is a pretty popular myth. So that's one of the things that I uh, that drew me to this. The second thing was um, I was writing some articles. Um, I do quite a bit of writing. And one was for a dietitian magazine. And it was about colorectal cancer. And in doing the research for that, I found out that there was another huge myth out there. And that's about uh, nitrites. Um, and so after finding that out, I kind of thought to myself, you know what, there's so many things about sausage that people are under the wrong impression about. Let me see what I can do to tackle this. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that. All right, let's talk about the nitrates, because when I or nitrates, when I was a kid, my mother wouldn't let me have sausage or hot dogs or anything with nitrates because she was convinced they caused cancer. Now, it's funny because I'm Jewish and people used to say, oh, it's because you're Jewish. I'm like, no, my mom's not religious. It's all about the <laughs> nitrates. So talk to us about that. Okay, so first of all, these compounds, uh, and there's nitrites and nitrates, and they are related, um, they actually are converted in the body to other compounds. Well, there was some early research, I think, that dates back to the maybe the early 70s that's been totally discounted at this point, but people don't know this, that they convert to these compounds called nitrosamines, which actually are carcinogenic. Um, however, what they realized, like later when they actually started researching this, two big things. One is... These compounds also get converted to nitric oxide. So actually, nitric oxide causes the vasodilation. You know, a blood vessels start to increase in diameter. So it's actually a net benefit because when you think about increasing the diameter of a blood vessel, that means there's reduced risk for cardiovascular disease, which, you know, by the way, kills way more people than stomach cancer or colorectal cancer. Um, and the other thing is that you know, foods that are healthy for you, like vegetables, contain very high concentrations, um, especially certain veggies like beets um, of nitrates. In fact, I was at a dietitian conference just a month or two ago, and there was a national um, uh, speaker on the in working with prime athletes um, from around the world. And one of the things they're doing is they're supplementing their diets with beets because of this again, connection to causing vasodilation, which improves, actually, athletic performance. Oh, that is so fascinating. Gosh, I wish my mom knew this. I, I, would, <laughs> I missed out on a lot of bacon <laughs> when I was growing up. All right, so let's jump into some of the things it takes to make sausage. Now, I mentioned that I'll only eat, you know, grass-fed meats and organic right. meats, you know, I mean, but sometimes that can be hard for people. But what kind of, what do you look for? Let's, let's talk about for beef when you're making sausage and then for pork, because I think it's pork okay. more common usually. Yeah, well, sausage. and you know, to be honest, the book, um, because I'm, you know, and I'm not a vegetarian, um, but I, but I'm, I'm 
mostly don't eat meat, and it's not for any health reasons. I think meat can be a, in fact, I think it's got some important nutrients, so it can be definitely a part of a healthy diet. It's just my choice. Um, so at any rate, um, I wanted to do a book that covered, you know, the gamut from, well, whatever kind of meat you want to use, let's do it in a healthy way, and how about some vegetarian sausages? How about some vegan sausages? So we used everything in the book, chicken, turkey, beef, pork, and again, we even did vegan and vegetarian sausages. Oh, that's so interesting. What would you give us an example of one of your uh, vegan sausages? Okay, so the vegan sausages don't have, of course, any meat products, no dairy, you know, anything like that. Um, and so that when we did those kinds of sausages, we really wanted to do more with um, beans and um, high spices. So, for example, Malaysian satay, because I visited Malaysia twice, and boy, they've got an awesome cuisine. It's got like this, it's like a meld of three ethnicities. Um, and so it has a special kind of curry powder, which, you know, you can buy at uh, stores that sell Malaysian goods. Um, peanuts, kidney beans, and uh, just a lot of fun and interesting ingredients. So I, I really enjoyed the ethnic sausages that we did. So when it came to vegan, because you really do need to jazz them up a little bit, um, I went heavy into the ethnic kinds of sausages. Oh, that sounds so delicious. You know, I like a good chorizo, and that's one of the ones that I get at the at the local farm, and it is fantastic. Now, sometimes chorizo gets a bad reputation for like, oh, what kind of meat's in that, or what part yeah. are they using? So what do yeah. you use for your chorizo? Well, if you, most people use pork, and, but you don't have to, but if you use pork, um, a couple of things to know about it, and, and again, this comes to total personal preference. In fact, it's funny, I started out the book um, as a child, my parents who came from Italy um, tried their hand at making sausage, and my mom and dad, now this is dating back to like, I don't know, the 60s, they would fight over how much fat to put in there. My dad wanted all the fat removed. I mean, he didn't want a scrap of fat in the meat. My mom was like, you have to have some fat or it won't taste good. <laughs> So what I came to see, and it's still true to this day, like when we were making this book, I consulted with like a chef, and we had uh, my son who's, uh, who works at a sausage um, company. At any rate, um, we had big differences in what we liked. Um, I tend to prefer that leaner, even though it becomes a little grainier. See, that doesn't bother me. I like that. But I will admit that, you know, doing taste testing, most people do prefer a bit more fat. So the, the beauty of making your own sausage is you decide how much fat you want. You can make it totally lean, um, or you can do a more traditional sausage. So that's the first starting point. How much fat do you think you want in your sausage? And so that being the oh. case, I would say with pork, um, the reason why they use pork butt, which is basically, I think, like a, a shoulder cut, is because it's kind of like an 80-20. That seems to give the, the average person prefers that level. Um, 80 lean, 20% fat. But again, if I was going to make it, my preference would be a leaner sausage. Now, what kind of equipment do we need in our kitchen to actually grind oh, up boy. the meat and make yeah. the sausage? Okay, so that's a big can of worms. And in fact, I really don't recommend that people go out and buy um, a grinder. And I'll tell you why. That's what you need. You need a grinder, and there's many different approaches. You can buy a high-end, like, you know, $600, 700 $800, or you can buy a low-end, like, I don't know, $120, which is what most people do. But that uh, low-cost grinder is really not going to do the job for you, especially if you decide you end up liking to make sausage. So what I really recommend is instead spend the money on a good quality stuffer and go to the butcher or go to a place where you trust the, uh, the butcher um, at your you know, favorite meat store and ask them to grind it for you. And they even are very adept and expert at determining the correct percentage of fat. So you can even tell them how you want that. 
So then with about 150 bucks of a good good stuffer, um, you can see if you enjoy doing this. And if you do, well, then, yes, go out and spend 500 on a nice grinder. Now, let's talk about hot dogs quickly, because I have to say, one of my go-tos when I have nothing else in the house is I, mm-hmm. I found these really good grass-fed hot dogs, and they're really tasty. Uh, and I'll have a ton of vegetables with them, and it's kind of like a paleo meal that I like. So what, what makes hot dogs that texture? Well, how is, why is that so different from sausage? Um, because that's considered an emulsion. And basically, um, from, a, from a food science standpoint, an emulsion is when you take fat and you combine it with a non-fat ingredient. So it's like when you shake vinegar and oil. They don't want to stay together. They separate fat, you know, and, and again, the vinegar is water. So that you need something to pull them together. And so mayonnaise, as an example, you use um, uh, eggs and egg and vinegar, and the egg has an emulsifier, lecithin, in it. So it pulls it together so you get this one solid phase. Same thing with hot dogs. Um, so the reason why they're that way, um, you don't detect you know, dis, uh, distinct particles, is because of it's, it's an emulsion. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I've been so curious about that because I'm thinking, is this, I don't know, they say, oh, you shouldn't eat hot dogs. I'm like, well, it's grass-fed, and I really like it, and it's organic. I I think you're wonderful. You'll have to come back. There's so much more to talk about. The Complete Art and Science of Sausage Making, 150 Homemade Recipes from Chorizo to Hot Dogs. Tell us all the ways we can learn more about you. Well, um, I'm at my website, which is Wayne State University and uh, in the Dietetics Program. So they can just look up Wayne State, type in my name. Oh, fantastic. I want to thank everyone for listening to Clean Food Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Your Radio MD and at Health Media Gal One. That's the number one. To hear past shows, go to www.cleanfoodnetwork.com. Take care and stay well. Mm-hmm.